If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode of The Friend Zone is brought to you by Performa Sleep. Hmm. Performa Sleep is the absolute best mattress designed specifically for those with an active lifestyle, not you lazy niggas. The Performa (laughs) Sleep mattress gives you an edge as you wake up every day, whether you're headed to the basketball court or the boardroom, the gym or the jungle, the rink or the runway. If you're nervous about buying a mattress online, feel confident. You can try Performa Sleep for 100 nights, risk-free with free returns. And all without any annoying salesperson lingering over you while you test it out. Mattresses start at $525. But for friends own listeners, you can take $125 off and enjoy free shipping. Just go to performasleep.com. That's P-E-R-F-O-R-M-A-S-L-E-E-P.com and use code FRIEND. That's performasleep.com, code FRIEND. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. That Jesus. Tell you about the Lord. Oh, he kept me through his word. I know a man. They got the master plan. I'ma do what I can to hold his hand. Oh, I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. Oh, I'm talking about God. About Jesus. He's all right. He's going to hold my hand through the darkest night. Doom, 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 doom. Well, I want to talk to you about Jesus. Because how it's worthwhile. I said it best of me every week on the friends on par. I thought I saw a putty putty cat, 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 cat. Can you hold it together now? Can you hold it together now? I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I'm going to hold it together. Hold it. Best as I can. Hold it. Lord, as I, Lord, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold make you cry when you sing, cause you're singing about Christians and 
chemical thing. Hit your tambourine. Shake your tambourine. Gonna give it to the Jesus. Gonna shake your tambourine. Gonna give it to the Jesus. Gonna shake your tambourine. Gonna give it to the Jesus. Oh, my God. I was about to help. Yo, scriptures better scroll on a Sunday morning. Oh, yo, scriptures better scroll on a Sunday morning with my praying hands. Your scriptures scroll. Gotta make you whole, whole, not half. Uh, uh. He make you whole, whole. We talking, we talking about God this morning on the friends on blessings. Bless up. Major key. <laughs> holy key. Holy, 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 holy key. <laughs> and I'm going to celebrate until it's all mine. Friend, did you make it with us? <laughs> did you make it? Because I, I know we got you. I, oh, I know God. we got you early in. There. I already see what, what kind we of We wanted to be forgiven. We wanted Listen. to be forgiven. We do a lot of things that we're not supposed to do. Some fun, some necessary. However, we wanted to do our best to ask forgiveness and offer up just a little bit of praise. Now, I know y'all going to let us, right? Amen. 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 Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> In the church. Burn, 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 burn. Imagine somebody church. doing it on the organ. Burn, Remember burn, that burn. church, that video we saw, that DJ who was who was playing the beat to um, Get Money by Junior Mafia, but it was the words to Melodies from Heaven by Kirk Franklin. <laughs> like, then I, from heaven. <laughs> I have not seen that video, but I Oh, me. wait. And I think you tweeted, I, tweeted I found it. my church home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect for me. With God help. <sighs> oh, I can't. Good morning, saints. <laughs> hello, hello. It's now hello. time for a few of the ain'ts. <laughs> we are here. Welcome to the friend no. zone. Your weekly, in this case, Sunday morningly. Look into all things, mental health, mental wellness, mental hygiene, because who in the lower room wants a musty brain? Come on now. H-E double hockey sticks. Oh, sticks. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So how's everybody doing this week? Fran, you look lovely. Thank you. Sitting in your seat. <laughs> Asante's nice and slim, a little petite. You know, it was always something weird about the word petite. Right. Like petite dejeuner. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I've heard of Le Petit Bistro. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, petite dejeuner? Who's yeah, that? Yeah, it's a, it's a French for some sort of breakfast or something. Oh. I, I thought the, it was I a thought drag it was a performer. Rapper. Right, because, you, you know, the first time I heard about it, I thought about, like, La, La Cienega. I was like, that, is that her cousin, Petit Dejeuner? <laughs> Ain't that a street? Petite yeah, La Cienega uh, Boulevard. And then on Penny Proud, her friend was La Cienega Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh my God, it's La Cienega's sister. Because there, there was a Dijonet on the show, too, I think, one of yeah. the friends. You know, someone brought up Proud Family. Yes, about being oh, yeah. problematic. Yeah. They were like, listen, that show. But it was funny because they wrote Proud Family, the end. Like, that's it. I mean, but Proud Family was good. Now, I mean, I'm just saying. And them little, them little cartoon fame. people look like Paula J. Parker. I they mean, they, all did. they drew all her teeth. Yeah. They made sure they included it in Tim the Tim Burton too fast. You you can actually hear her teeth when you hear her, like, do it. You can. Maybe a, a round of applause. Let me hear your teeth clap. Clank, clank. Did you see Dustin's <laughs> art exhibit? I did not. Oh, I did an art exhibit. Friend, I love you. You always know what I'm doing. You see how I, yes. I support your work? A, a, a loving, watching eye. <laughs> So I created created a tweet art installation. I even dated it and put the location. I saw. I I tried my best to make it legit. 
And I just interpreted the lyrics to Solange's Rise track with pictures of Paula J. Parker smiling. <laughs> so like falling your ways and then she would be smiling and then be another one. So you can crumble. And she'd be like, <laughs> so it was, it's really dope. People Search kept, that on Twitter. People kept oh adding me like, Fran, please get touched. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank y'all for not adding me. It's a thread. It. It's very easy to find. It's a thread. And it says Solange Rise, a tweet art installation by Dustin Ross. Oh my God, um, October right 2016. And it says um, they need to put featuring on. Paula J. Parker Smile. So You're just so search it. They need to put it on Saint Laurent. Put, put that on the blog. Fall in your way. So speaking of problematic faves, we had a really, really funny yet insightful show last week where we spoke about being woke in this era and the shows that we grew up on, the classics, the childhood classics that would not make it <laughs> at all, make it out the ballpark at all in this in this time because we would find what was wrong <laughs> with all of them. And you guys as always had tons of funny, funny, funny uh, things to share as well as your own examples that had me <laughs> dying. The things we were writing on SoundCloud, we literally had over 200 comments. It was so funny. We showed it. <laughs> <laughs> but what stood out to you guys? A solemn Hat, you caught me rocking blackface. Um, no, that was, from, that was from Insecure. I say that because Karushi. in one of the <laughs> in one of the tweets that we got, somebody said, "Culture Club's music video for Do You Really Want to Hurt Me would be problematic today." They had people in blackface. What? I did not remember that. They talk about Boy that George. Up. That's I fucked was, up. Boy George was a great artist. That's why would they talk about Boy George being in black? That. Listen, he just wore makeup. You looked it up? I did not, but I thought that that was very interesting because if you think about shit like that, like how even today we were talking about Beyonce in the fucking um uh what was the video? For Coldplay. Coldplay. Yeah. How people, you know, and they still give it a pass because it was Beyonce. <laughs> but there was still something to say about it. Right. Now, if you take somebody like Michael Jackson today doing something like that, but you know, Michael Jackson, I feel like back then used to blur all the lines. So you can't say he was really problematic by anything. He made sure he did all the things. That okay? was art. I mean, each but also when Michael Jackson did it properly, I would say, is that you never saw him put on anyone's culture as a costume he would go and dance next to them and, or turn but into he them. still had his like outfit you know what i mean yeah never, you're right th think about it like he would be in different countries and the different cultures would be performing around him but he always still had the Penny michael Lopez jackson look yeah. yeah so i think that's the difference between appropriation and like inspiration wet and wavy <laughs> Michael Jackson hair used to be the shit. Everybody be doing Man. these wet look tutorials and shit. I'm like, all y'all got to do is watch bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, the Michael science. Jackson hair was the shit. You talking about edges? Shekinah? Shekinah was oh, doing no. his hair. Shekinah, can you imagine Shekinah doing Michael Jackson's hair? And I know you're the king of pop, but you need to stop moving your head while I'm trying to get these edges. Shekinah doing Michael Jackson's hair. Oh, Shekinah, you're so... You're so funny. You're so funny. Oh my God! Are you <laughs> being bad? Just like him. What the hell? <laughs> oh, can you do bubbles next? I don't understand. <laughs> Tamika, <laughs> go ahead, y'all. Um, Asante. Asante, are you done? I am. <laughs> <laughs> He's like in all in all ways. Um, uh, Jerry, oh, like the curl, said on SoundCloud. <laughs> 
Fran is on the board. No, oh that's yeah. Her name. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you made that up. No. Her name on SoundCloud. I got so excited. Like you lit up my, my Christmas has shown. <laughs> Look, up. I wish you, you, you almost was like. Oh, he looked proud. Did you yes. see how he, he Look, looked proud? He a proud family. <laughs> the proud, proud family. <laughs> dun, dun. Okay. No, no, that's literally her name on SoundCloud. Oh, man. She said, I agree with Asante. It is important to zoom out and see the bigger picture, which for me is context. As we look back on some of our favorite shows, movies, and music, we enjoyed them for what they were at the time. Most for comic relief. Understanding that while they were and still are entertaining, we have grown and evolved. And now when looking back, we can see how much we have progressed. Erasing the past would inevitably cause us to repeat it. Ain't that it? So I thought that was a cool way. (laughs) I thought that was a really cool understanding way of not viewing everything as problematic, but actually viewing the progress in it. And you know I'm all about that. So Jerry liked the curl. I agree. Dustin, what you I love her on the name. <laughs> it just makes me feel calm. You remember in, in elementary school they told you about cold pricklies and warm fuzzies? Like this nice, nice talk and bad talk. Like that was a warm fuzzy Jerry. <laughs> like the curl. <laughs> I like her. Okay. So friend, you already know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. In these in these streets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So first. <laughs> Come on. He is such a diva. (laughs) (laughs) Patty LaBelle, you know how she always still in the moment. Look, 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 and they act like you're not. She's still smiling and Gladys and Dion face and then talking about some. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. That was my last one. Okay. Yeah, I'm making my cheeks hurt. So first and foremost, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Drum, who released his dope album. Drum. Um, it's a really good album or whatever called Big Baby Drum. And our friend to the show at I Think Mark oh, tweeted, no, he no, tweeted Mark. The, some lyrics to um, to Wi-Fi, which is a great duet with Drum and Erica Badu. And the yes. lyrics say, no strings attached, no strings attached, still connected, still connected. And he tweeted um, a gif of Celia Cruz. And her fingers are, her index fingers are raised. She's wearing a bright orange wig and sunglasses. And it is one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. And I'm about to quote it right now live um, on Twitter. And let you guys know that that is where it came from. So shout out to my Mark for that. Um, I just tweeted it. So anyway, the other video that I would like to shout out, well, it's not necessarily a video. Um, another friend to the show, Netta, Janetta Elsie, um, of CoverGirl fame. Okay. <laughs> she is definitely a CoverGirl. She tweeted a link to a BuzzFeed story that said that these Latina sisters trolled Eric Trump with a simple T-shirt. <clears throat> they say, uh, they, and I quote, I thought Contra was pretty clear, but I guess not. They wrote. They wore a T-shirt that read "Latinas contra Trump" to a Trump rally. And they which, clearly, yes. his sons had no idea what the word "contra" means. They didn't know that it meant against. So they were literally <laughs> the the sons, Posing. Eric Trump, and the campaign manager, wow. the lady that looks like a shoehorn in the face, <laughs> Kellyanne or whatever her name, Cracker Barrel, whatever her name is in the. Uh, she uh, <laughs> she she knows, she y'all know she looked like she could do a Cracker Barrel campaign. <laughs> But anyway, um, she, 
they posted, they they literally posed for pictures with these girls with the t-shirts the that say, like, yes, with the peace signs up because they're so fucking stupid that they didn't even know that those shirts meant against Trump. And I thought that that was brilliant. So <laughs> shout out to these young ladies. Um, also, I would like to give a shout out to ooh, the queen herself, Mary J. Blige. And this is what I'm going to close this segment out with. It reads... She tweeted this one day ago, and we know she's been going through a very personal, terrible divorce, and she literally described it as terrible. Her tweet reads, When we hang out with jealous, judgmental, critical people, that's how we end up. Pay attention to who is speaking into your life. Go ahead, friend. (laughs) Um, so... <laughs> Do you I love, love the dramatic pause? Um, so on this week's show, we looking through all the comments, you a lot of you brought up music videos and were saying, you know, artists like Gwen Stefani with the high girls. girls. You got that wicked <laughs> style. I'm your biggest <laughs> She might have said that. She might as well have said that. <laughs> Go ahead. And then when Nicki, remember when Nicki Minaj first came out, she was actually dressed as a Harajuku girl for most of her career. She can pass. She the Harajuku Barbie. The Harajuku Barbie, right? That was her AKA. She's the Harajuku Barbie, though. Then um, we also, which really, really killed me. And her name is Onika. Onika Mirage, right? That's her real name. Right? So she kind of... But somebody said, truth hurts. Remember truth hurts? The video addictive? I thought you were saying, like, somebody said truth hurts. Like, like, yeah, bitch, that's what's happening. I just (laughs) said, oh, my God. No, the artist, truth hurts. Her video came out in the early 2000s, right? He's what I'm waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) He turns my pages spontaneous. (laughs) And then someone said, we getting Arab money. Buster, remember? Oh my God, blatant, <laughs> blatant. And even just in the 2000s, when hip hop songs were not hot, if they didn't have a Middle Eastern sample, you remember how that was like the thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that got us thinking about <laughs> cultural appropriation, which is a topic we have not covered on this show and you guys totally reminded us of that fact by bringing up these problematic faves that would not fergie oh and then fergie london bridge how come every time in the video she had them two was it two black girls i feel like she always has some black girls or some girls with some cornrows no i think you're thinking about the hats that the guards wear they look like black haircuts (laughs) No. That's cultural approval. Let's start the fuck there. Let's start there. <laughs> Buckingham Palace, I'm sick of your shit. For years, y'all have been appropriating hey. the Gumby and the high top fade. They will shoot you. And okay. I am don't tired of that. Hell yeah, but that don't give me them an excuse to be looking like good Bobby Brown. Good Bobby <laughs> Meanwhile, Brown. Meanwhile, I'm over oh, here Jesus. shaving every goddamn morning for I can even leave the house. <laughs> And then Taylor Swift had a video this year where, I don't know if it was this year, but when she recently, was trying to dance, where it was like that's the, her hip-hop video with the boom boxes, and they were like all the black girls with the booties like twerking behind her. What about her. her rap alter ego? What's her rap alter ego? 
Tay or no, this girl used to call me Tay Tay Swift. Uh, T Sweezy or something. There was, oh. It was T some Swizzle. comedic. It was some comedic thing she did with T Pain. I seen one time. I mean, I'm not saying this is okay. I don't care about Taylor Swift. Right. I just want to say. Or even aside from music and videos, fashion houses. How oh, they? Yeah. I feel like they troll us half the time because it's just too blatant. Like I think it was Balenciaga had the Chinese slippers that we. Oh yeah. That, I mean, technically, we appropriated as well in the hood because <laughs> we would wear them things out. And then Balenciaga came out with, I think they're like fourteen hundred dollars for the. Or they call them bedazzled mules or something like that. And honestly, y'all women should have been said something to Victoria's Secret about putting pink on the like the front of your pants right there. That's wrong. Oh my like, god! Y'all should have been. I mean, like, are you saying that's vaginal appropriation? I mean, yeah, like, it's, you know, <laughs> like that. Leave it to y'all you. should have been said something. Somebody, it's about time somebody spoke up or down <laughs> but before, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Before the we secret. continue, okay? See, <laughs> oh see. I'm, I mean, I'm just and Victoria's Secret. What you trying to? That's slut shaming. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Victoria's Secret. Why she can't be out loud with the fact that she's wearing beautiful underwear? <laughs> But before we continue, <laughs> this is this world let is a me mess. Read the definition for those who may not be aware of what it even means: cultural appropriation is the adoption or use of elements of one culture by members of another culture. Cultural appropriation is seen by some as controversial, notably when elements of a minority culture are used by members of the cultural majority. This is seen as wrongfully oppressing the minority culture or stripping it of its group identity and intellectual property rights. So that's for those who may not know what it means. So let's jump into it. What do you guys think? What, like, let's use truth hurts <laughs> and bust my up. high and my low. Do you think that's wrong for truth hurts who i think if i remember correctly she's from cali maybe like from compton or something yes. for her to use a middle eastern video and you saw belly dancers but it was like video girls that we'd seen in like usher videos <laughs> and like you know jay-z videos with these belly dancing outfits and they're like doing all the moves and do you think that's wrong no and the reason that I say no is because you can tell by the by the you can tell the intention of the video when you watch it, right? Truth hurts is not mimicking. Um, I don't even know whether to call it Arabic culture, but she's not like mimicking or making like cartoonish references to things that are culturally, you know, fundamentally based for Arabic people or people who who belly dance or whatever the fuck those the whoever that is whoever could potentially be offended right you can tell that they did not set out to make fun of or to you know to to mimic like anything. in a demeaning right way. you could tell that it was actually like an appreciation as opposed to an appropriation they think that it was beautiful and sexy and it went with the the the, the melodies and the song and the beat the production you know what I'm saying? And Truth Hurts wasn't doing gestures and things to like, I don't know, you could just tell it was tasteful. Well, I don't want to say tastefully <laughs> done, but you can tell it was well-intentioned. Right. And right. so I don't think it was wrong. There's a big difference between that and something like blatantly, I mean just. Like the first time I saw a Britney Spears Baby One More Time video, I literally thought that I was watching Mad TV. I thought it was a parody. <laughs> Why? It just looked like they were making fun of like high school, you know, movies or something like that with right. the school uniforms and all that shit. And then I was like, "Oh, this is like really 
you know, a video. And then she came out with songs that I liked, and so it was like, great, I got it. But that's an example of, you know, bad intentions. <laughs> Asante, what do you think? How was that an example of bad intentions? Because it came sexual. off wrong. None of us. We had to look back and say, well, damn, I wonder what's, you know, Truth Hurts tripping or whatever with that video. We had to look back and think that we never took, we never, we never walked away from that visual feeling like they just tried to make fun of Arabic women. Mm. We never watched that video and felt like that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then you watch Hit Me Baby one more time and you're like, okay, they trolling Glee. You know what I'm saying? No, so I don't know. It's just you know, <laughs> just my thoughts. That my was thoughts. Actually, I actually liked that. I actually liked that because you know I think about how you don't mean to appropriate and some who things. Who knew? Because who knew it oh, was appropriation? Who knew? Who, who when you knew? Could, when you take didn't mean no harm. Who knew? <laughs> who knew when you take an appreciation for something, it could be turned into an appropriation. Because Ooh. I look at somebody like Nicki Minaj, who is obsessed, or, you know, was at the time obsessed with the whole Harajuku. I, you know, let's pretend this is the same thing. Just love Tokyo and want to go so bad. And what? who's to say I don't take on my anime Asante alter ego and want to put all these things that I love in line with, you know, where I want to be? The, at, Donald Trump. At some point. Because he said you can't leave or come in. If you ain't been here, and so he don't want you coming back from Tokyo, and you can't bring <laughs> shit back if he get his ugly ass in there. P.S. Go vote. I just want to make Hillary. sure I say that. Go ahead. P.S. Go vote for Hillary. <laughs> um, so I can see how things can go wrong, but it mm-hmm. makes me scared because I know that I just always want to believe people have the best intentions until you can visibly see they don't. And when you take something like Truth Hurts, you know, the beat, um, I wish I knew more about why certain artists make certain decisions with their production, right? Because, you know, in the beat, it's the sample in the back. Okay, so what are they saying on the sample? Did they just use it because it sounds nice? Or does the sample Most have some likely. sort of meaning? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, and does somebody just hear this song and think, okay, because this is the song for the video, I'm thinking we can have belly dances, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. Like, I feel like when it's, <coughs> not to sound shady, but I feel like, you know, when it's black people, sometimes we just think shit looks good and cool and we just want to push it together. Whereas there are other communities that would like to put things together to make as much capital off of them as possible in certain ways. So Right. I intention. Think intention. It all goes back to that. So I can see it from a few different angles. And, you know, truth, I, I can give truth the pass, even though the song was, you know, always. But I do see the lines being blurred all the time in music, especially. You know, we just named all these artists. And they do these things. Even Britney Spears. Let's say for Oops, I Did It Again. You know, it was a space video. So now she appropriating, you know, NASA culture or something. Like, you know, there's all I feel like there's always gonna be somebody to come along at some point and be offended by something. NASA culture. What, you know what I'm saying? Like someone they, like, brought up Britney saying her slave for you video. Slave for you <laughs> would I, not right. have Look, flown out. Sl- slave for you today. Don't she say put nothing slave to me about in a slavery song. anyway. See? I, I'm mad now. See? <laughs> Loosen up my damn collar. But I done you, got mad hot. You know you played that in the club though. Hey. Right. <laughs> Not the breathing parts. What what say you, friend? Yeah, friend. Um, I mean, I can see how it can be annoying though. Like, look at Drake, where I think mm. he's appropriating island culture. This is a biracial man. <laughs> he's what his dad is where is his dad from? Memphis. From Memphis, mm-hmm. and then his mom is, I'm assuming, just a white Canadian. Mm-hmm. But Drake, 
verses on every song sounding like Bounty Killer, you know? And I just right. think that that... And then he's making a career out of this where, you know, where he's, like, appropriating this island culture and making... And I don't see him giving props. And I could be mistaken. Like, I don't, you know, I don't see the artist that he's sampling or or um, covering because he covers songs, you know, in the videos where he's kind of, like, paying homage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that'd be different if yeah. it was like a, yo, I think this artist is dope. He inspires me. Let me even put him in the video or something right. so it can be, like like, a tag team thing. I don't see that. I don't see the appreciation. It's just like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to swipe it. See, I see and that, too. And I think too. that that's weird. Like, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, that's weird to me. That's why I brought up Michael Jackson. Well, when you guys brought up Michael Jackson, I think he shows appreciation because he doesn't view culture as a costume. He doesn't view it as something he can just put on and then put on the shelf when he's done with it. Mm. You know, he, in all his videos where he's traveling, you see... Uh, I'm try- I think the video is black and black white. Black and white, yeah. When he, he was, he was turning like, into traveling all the of world. Them. Yeah, mm. and... And even black, there's another one. one. I think it might be. Um, they don't care about. Yes, that's they don't the care one. about us. <laughs> and he's like in Brazil, and then you know, in in Europe, I forget like different parts of Europe, different parts of Africa, and you see him dancing with everyone and appreciating their culture, but he never turned into them. He never put their costume on. And one thing that does get tricky though, when you do travel, like let's say when I was just in Ghana and Togo, the women wanted me to put stuff on. You know, like they. Oh, well, that's okay then. Shit. Yeah, like they would make stuff and they tailored <laughs> yeah. fabrics and were really proud to like have us wear it. And that was like sh- them showing love for us and us showing love back by putting it on and wearing it throughout the trip, you know. But then I thought, like, yeah, but let me put this outfit on <laughs> from Ghana from head to toe on Instagram and I'm gonna get slaughtered because I've seen articles too with women saying that African-Americans appropriate African culture when we wear these tribal um, outfits. Like, even the one I wore for Afropunk, you know? Mm, That was so cute. It was super cute, you know? But we don't know what tribe that's from. You know, we don't know what culture. We don't even know what the patterns mean. We don't know if there's some kind of religious um, respect that we should be paying. Maybe this is a specific person in a community that can only wear this cloth you know like we don't know we just put it on because it's a cute crop top right all we know is they had style right Right. and i'm guilty of that too you know because my outfit i didn't do the research on where that print comes from that could be something that only kings wear like you know it's so it's tricky and it gets blurred where you view appreciation versus you just like swiping some shit because it's cool and then you know then we bring up mark mark jacobs where he recently had his fashion show, the women were all white and had, or at least they, like 95% of them were white and had dreadlocks. You know, they all had locks. And he got in trouble because they were like, why <laughs> did you not have women of color then if you're going to have locks? Like, or people that this is their it actual was all hair. all white people locks. Yeah, but it wasn't even real locks. I'm sorry, white people listening, but y'all know that does not look right. I'm, I'm about to go look right now. But the thing is, they weren't even white people with locks. They were just, their hair was styled to look like locks. Like, that was the look wow. of the show. And when he got called on it, he was like, well, black women appropriate white culture by having straight hair. Wait a minute. <laughs> and the, What? And not only was that ignorant because he wasn't, hearing people out to understand where he went wrong so he could like be like oh shit i see you know i see what happened he's quick to get defensive 
And then saying that we appropriate white culture is stupid because white culture has been the dominant culture that brainwashed us into thinking right. that our natural hair is nasty, which is why there's a bill that just passed recently that says you can't even come into the workplace with locks. You hear that shit? You cannot? You cannot. They're really trying to pass wow. this bill. And how many times have you gone to I'm work locks. where your hair, you know, if you're wearing it out natural, your bosses are kind of looking at you like, can't hey, you, don't you wanna put that up? Clean it up a little bit. I recently had a fitting with a brand and the girl, I had my hair in a braid. And she goes, um, for the shoot, you're not going to have the braid, right? Because we want the wild, the wild look. <laughs> wow. And I looked at her like, the wild, wild look? Or do you mean take my hair out? Like, excuse oh, me? Wow. And wow. she kind of, in that moment, kind of felt checked. Like, she was like, oh, shit. Like, she realized should, she said something stupid. And should have. Right? So, I don't know. There's a lot of layers to it. You know, I do think there's a part of me that's like, oh, it is nice to appreciate cultures that you are not from. Like, imagine putting on a Harajuku outfit. That would be fun. Right. You know, but like no, like I when think, it comes down to it, it'd be fun. Or even you know the what? Middle Eastern women, like how beautiful. Like if you were to go to like a Middle Eastern wedding, I would love to like you know wear the clothes. But at the yeah. same time, the thing is that people's nice. cultures—it's not a costume. It's not something you can just throw on. Well, okay, and I get that, but I have—I know that you wouldn't be doing that, you know, with to disrespect mock. or right. to mock. Right. So what the fuck? You can't never wear a damn, you know, a sari or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's never okay to put it on because you don't want it to be like a costume. But I'm not putting it on to be like a costume. I'm not wearing a daishiki. It's beautiful. Because I'm putting it on to celebrate it. Right. You know? And shout out. And who knew? Who knew? Shout out to, there was a mom who had her kids dressed in, she had three children, black children, well-spoken children, and they were dressed in traditional African garb. I mean, like, down to, like, the garment wrapped around the the body of the boys and went over one shoulder, right, type shit. And they went into a family dollar in their neighborhood. (laughs) I heard the story. And apparently while they were in the family dollar without their mom in those traditional African clothing items, the white, fat (laughs) clerk behind the the (laughs) cash register in September... Ask those children were they about to go trick or treating? I heard that. Wow! I heard that story. The kids went home and told their mother, and what we saw was the mother walking her children back into said family dollar, <laughs> and asking those that woman was her motherfucking ass going trick or treating oh tomorrow in September. And that's why in the hell would you response. ask them? Why would you ask? That's what she asked her, and asked her why would you ask my children? If they were going trick or treating on wow. Halloween and it's September, and she made the woman call <laughs> their manager on the phone, and like it was, it's one of the greatest YouTube videos ever. So homework <laughs> for the Friends on Pod this week cometh early. <laughs> That's biblical, right? Hey, Organs man. hit it. So, but the homework this week is to look that video up because it speaks directly to what we're talking about, appropriation versus appreciation. Because when the mama was checking the lady, ladies, plural, behind the counter, she told them that she described what her children were wearing as beautiful garments, beautiful garb. 
That's what she said to the people. So look that up. The mother going off on the family dollar people about her kids in their African clothing. It's glorious. And shout, <laughs> it's out to, glorious. shout out to Jade of the Jade and XD podcast and Crystal of the Read because I put Jade on and she put Crystal on and they loved it. So, <laughs> yes. I love the telephone game. Shout out to both of the ancients. But I mean, what's the, what's the takeaway, though? Because the reality is the bottom line mm-hmm. of cultural appropriation is that line of my culture is not a costume. Like, that's what you see. Even um, there's a cartoon right now, Disney. It's a, it's a Samoan. Have Mulan you seen it? and they're doing a live action. Is that what it's you're talking about? It's called, like, Mo- Moan oh, or no, something like that. I'm not I'd, probably not pronouncing it, it properly but i think it might be something like, like that but Samoan? it's <laughs> but it's yeah it could be like moan like short for samoan that would actually yeah, make sense a moan or what? um the rock like i think so. is like the voice of the lead character and it's so cute because it's the first like pacific islander you know um disney characters so people are really excited about that but disney had in their merch store you could buy the like samoan body like costume and put it on where it has like the tribal tattoos and and obviously people were very pissed about that because they're like those are our tribal tattoos you know you can't have Sacred. kids walking around <laughs> wearing it as if it's like nothing yeah like a funny cool costume so there's a sensitivity there that has to be respected and while technically yeah that would be cute for our little cousins to put on the lead character from a cartoon's body, you know, because they love the character. Kids aren't thinking in those terms. They just want to be what they see. But, you know, we have to respect the fact that people don't think that's cool. Like a sari. Like, if they don't want you to wear a sari, then we can't wear a sari. You need to have some discernment, and you need to show some respect. If you're going to do it in, like, the way that you guys love to post shit online, so if you're going to post it online, give them a caption. You know what I'm saying? Like, all you got to say is, Yo, shout out to, and then fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? For putting me on, and I love the way this looks, and I think it's beautiful, so I wanted to wear one. I think it's gorgeous. Shout out. Bam, appreciation. Right. But how do you, like, what's the way to play it when there are people who think, because when the Beyonce video came out with Coldplay, I saw a lot of (laughs) Middle Eastern people saying this is awful and we're letting Beyonce get away with it because it's Beyonce. But then I saw a lot of people saying, y'all are being way too sensitive. She looks beautiful. She's appreciating the culture. She's not, like Dustin said, she's not mocking it. So what do you do when half say you can't and half say you can? I think it's one of those things where, you know, with Michael Jackson, right? It's okay because we saw Michael travel the world. And he actually showed his love for, you know, people and the experience. Different cultures. And even Beyonce... I mean, there have been videos of Beyonce, like, on vacation, enjoying things, like, you know, really getting back to with nature. So, for me, like, when I saw this, like, you know, I'm sure Beyonce ain't just say, that's pretty, give me that. Like, somebody might have, <laughs> you know, they might, she, she might have, she had to know the history behind or had to have some sort of experience tied to it. You know, she wouldn't just do that. Or someone so from think, the culture suggested it. Exactly. And was like, this is how you, I think yeah, I, I think if that. we knew people were more, uh on the learning side of things before they did something, we wouldn't be so quick to, you know, be annoyed with them when they do other shit. Like Drake even. When you said that, I thought to myself, okay, well, I think maybe if more people did know, I don't know a lot about Drake, so this could 
easily not even make the point for others. Anyway, just knowing that on the OVO Sound Radio Mix, it's like always two or three hours, but one of the hours is always like a bunch of that music that he's been, you know, putting on. So it's always artists you haven't heard of. And it's always, okay, so maybe artists this is... Artists from the islands, like he's bigging them up. Yeah, or even artists back in Toronto doing the sound or even out in London, uh, Brixton and all that. Like he always will try to get a mix from, you know, famous popular DJs to even, I guess, uh, DJs popping in those local areas. And it'll always be a little bit of everything. So I think that's why some people would give Drake a pass. Me personally, it just looks awkward on Drake because, you know, he was Aubrey for so long. And not that he needed to have the Jamaican flag waving on the show or anything, but... That just wasn't his sound for, like, the first two or three albums and mixtapes. Like, he was putting out music every other week, I feel like, and then just switched it up. But now that he's doing it, it's kind of like, okay, I guess this is the sound. It's cool on you because, you know, this is part of your background. But when you go so hard to prove that and it don't really actually look like that, that's when it really looks like this is appropriation and you're lying. But I guess we don't, you know, at the end of the day, you don't have a lot to prove to anybody. And that's why in some cases you might see somebody like Truth Hurts do it and... <laughs> Not that she didn't have anything to prove, but maybe enough people didn't care to know the intent behind why she did it. And I think that goes into it, too. And it was a different time. Exactly. You know, like and it was a different time. You were saying in last week's episode, you know, in the 2000s, early 2000s and 90s, 80s, we weren't on social media. Yeah. You know? We weren't retweeting everything. So, we weren't think yeah, piecing everything. Think, think piecing everything. I'm just saying, you know, the Tumblr. Yeah, it was game. a different time where you could get away with it, I guess. <laughs> Because <laughs> there wasn't anyone that because nobody could join the had conversation. that magnifying glass, yeah, to tell you if you were doing something right or wrong. I think it's good and bad. I think it forces you to be kind of accountable and responsible, I guess, with your art, um, and it forces you mm. to really like flex your creative muscle and figure out a way to express this appreciation for different cultures without offending or mocking anybody or making anybody walk away from your work feeling like you just made fun of somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. So it forces you to be a better artist, which is dope. Where it gets uncomfortable is when you feel like you're being judged or held to an unreasonable standard by people and their opinions. And that's the part that sucks. So it's kind of hard to find a balance as an artist, but if you love what you do and you're dedicated to your work, then you do it and you figure out how to make it work. Yeah, and someone on SoundCloud actually brought that up as far as comedy. Mm -hmm, they were saying mm -hmm. that comedy um, can get a little lazy because they are quick to use race and, you know, sexuality and the same jokes that at this point are getting tired. So the young lady was saying, I actually like the fact that people are under a magnifying glass now because now you have to work to make me laugh. <clears throat> like, be smarter, make smarter content because we're not allowing bullshit to just slide through anymore and it makes you actually have to work for what you're creating mm. and she felt like it's a good thing because it weeds out the lazies and guess what i would have said to her what now what you gonna do <laughs> <laughs> that's see that's it's that easy there's a joke in everything <laughs> in every situation and so when tamar said that comedy what you gonna do okay when it was audition for Tony what Braxton's you gonna do <laughs> and she sang the end of um what song were they singing it was one of Tony Braxton. Yeah, you mean the world to me by Tony Braxton. Because Tamar was doing it. <laughs> she was killing. She was. She was appropriating Tony Braxton. She was. But she what was. do you? You know, even within like our own similar cultures. Because remember when J Lo got in trouble for being Selena? Do y'all remember that? Yeah. <laughs> when the Mexican does she even know how to speak Spanish? They, yeah, and the Mexican community was angry because they were like, "How y'all gonna pick a Puerto Rican?" <laughs> 
to play an iconic Mexican Proud artist. Proud Mexican You artist. know that that was like what her career was pretty much based on, this culture that meant so much to her. And that's another way that, you know, we kind of blurred the lines on that. Like, oh, Latinas are Latina. You know, Selena like whatever. Just throw her in that. Even though I will say J-Lo killed that role. She I did. Mean, for real. Because that movie's a classic. She did. But Selena I think it's her remake. best role to date. Bitty, bitty, bum to the bum. <laughs> you hear me? Her best role to date. It is. I don't know you, where she's talking. You only see Lee. That's not right. Oh, no, I'm just Lee. <laughs> Angel eyes was it? <laughs> Enough. In living color. <laughs> oh my God! Someone brought up in living color last week too. No, no. They, like the role that um Jim Carrey played. Remember with the ponytails? Oh yeah. But listen, that Jim Carrey. Not... That shit but was look, hilarious. Jim Carrey was always about it then, because on In Living Color he used to do all of the like you know I'm, I got to be the white person to say the shit that's really going on roles. Like when he would do a uh, snow. When he was pretending to be snow rapping and <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he's like rapping about real shit. I'm white so they don't give a fuck. They give me a pass. Or whatever he yes. would say. It's like, yes, Jim Carrey. And Living Color, they were Wouldn't artists and it was brilliant. Living Color have survived now? Yes. Or Mad TV? Yes. Yeah. Because that was brilliant work. They was That was comedic brilliance. They both actually should have. a lot of things are here Do today. Do y'all remember the House of Buggin'? It yes. was the, la- the Latino version of Oh like, my God, I remember the House John, of Buggin'. John Leguizamo. <laughs> Oh, Shout out to my John. brother. Me and my brother used to watch that together. Lord, I'm getting sad. That was the Latino oh version of In Living Color. And that's basically John Leguizamo's debut on like the comedy scene. I used to love that show. It was so good. It was. House of Bugging. <laughs> For real, it was really bad. good. No one I ever talks love... about it. Damn, I wish I would have seen that. John Leguizamo always had the good So ones. funny. You have to look it up. It was the most hilarious skits. I wonder if it's on YouTube. I'm gonna the look. That's very homework. things <laughs> that are not supposed to be funny, that's the funniest shit. Think about it. When you're at work, that's when you like get laughs. When you're in church <laughs> and somebody whoop their kids or something like that, like that shit is funny. So, of course, in comedy, you're going to, you know, toe the line a little bit and, you know, take risks maybe, you right. know, creatively and do some things that may cause people to be, to be uncomfortable. But if your jokes are good enough, and people know, that, again, intention, the importance of There's intention. There's a layer to it. You know, then you can go ahead and kind of go there a little bit. I push the envelope every week on this show. I've done it we today. <laughs> yeah, but, like, people know that I am literally telling jokes, and we offer enough context and enough texture. And we love you. To our, and I love you, too, girl. <laughs> but, like, we offer enough, you know, layers and shit that people know that there's some depth there, and when it's a joke, you can tell it's a joke. And I'm aware of my responsibility as a person who tells jokes. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't make fun of a lot of things and people that I know is not fair to do. I don't even want to. It's not that's that's lazy to me. Right. Like that's not even the funny. Easy jokes. Yeah, like come on. And here's the last point that I thought was valuable too. Someone on SoundCloud brought up when we were talking about precious. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, How do you um distinguish between something that's inappropriate and like when you were saying when she was making fun of her kids right Mm -hmm. for their disability but it's also a reality it's how someone would speak to a child like that so yeah yeah it's just um art imitating life and it's showing that these are the things that people go through so while yes the mom was saying wildly disrespectful and ableist things 
but that's also how the story was being told because right. this was the pain that Precious was going through. Like, they had to paint that picture. This is what she went through. So it's like, how can you say, oh, this is disrespectful and appropriate? But it's like, this is a story, though. Because we was playing low-key. And I know what comment you're talking about because yeah. she went in like that. But y'all do remember, like, when we brought up, I, of course, brought up Precious. <laughs> and when we I said that, that was, was a problem, really valuable point, But we though. were playing. It was what she said was very valuable. No, yeah. I thought, it's like, how do you distinguish between when you're writing a movie or saying comedy and you're telling, let's say if Dustin had a stand-up show and he's telling stories from his childhood, things that were said to him, some of those things are going to be inappropriate, but it's also how he's telling the story because it's how it happened. Mm -hmm. And that's what separates the greats from the lates. For real, it is. Because all the people that you remember for being funny, they were good at what they did because it was something special that set them apart from everybody else that said, so, oh, that's funny. Ha ha, that shit don't be funny. You know what I'm saying? It's not. But the people that are exceptional are the people that shine, and that's what it's all about. So, Which is why I always wondered why Mad TV did not outlast SNL. Because Mad TV was funny as yes, fuck. Yes, it was. Funnier than SNL. Way it funnier. Was. Like, SNL is just iconic. But it pushed the button a lot, too. And absolutely. And I think that's what made it such a great show. And everybody that was on the cast was actually funny as fuck. Like, even today, those people are still funny. On the reunion, those people were funny as hell. And it's like, they know that there's all this shit going on in the world. And some of them are crazy as hell. Deborah Wilson, she seemed like she'd be going through some shit. But it's those people that can make the best jokes because they right. understand. Like, right. they know what it means. Well, that's it for this week's hot button issue. Obviously, we'd love to know <laughs> what you guys think. Let us know. How do you storytell authentically without offending? And also appropriation. Where are the lines? How does it blur between inspiration and you just swiping someone's culture? We'd love to hear what you guys think. Let us know how you do every week. Now let's jump into this week's wellness segment well 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 well, well, well. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> tasting your gums so i wanted to give you guys a, a heads up that deepak chopra and oprah you know <laughs> how they so cute what Deepak Chopra and Oprah. Deepak right? Chopra Squad. and Oprah. Genius partnership. Squad goals. They um, have a meditation that they do annually. Actually, I feel like they do it more than once in the year because I feel like they had one in February. So it might be twice a year at this point. But they have these 21-day day guided meditations that they do together. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really awesome, especially if you are someone who needs more positivity in your life. I know last week during the wellness segment, we discussed your internal monologue. All you need is positivity. And a lot of you were saying that that's something that you've actually been trying to be more mindful of, of how you speak to yourself. So while you are trying to train yourself to be kinder and more compassionate to yourself, another thing that helps is also the information that you're receiving on a daily basis. What are you listening to that is helping you build your self-esteem and your confidence and just overall um, enjoyment of yourself? And one thing that helps me is listening to guided meditations, audible books, which, of course, in the next couple of weeks, I'll give you guys some um, 
titles that you can download that I think have been effective to help me stay in a positive state of mind. But guided meditations are awesome because they don't have to be long. It could be 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes out of your day. And it's nice to just sit and hear someone just say a lot of really nice things to kind of get you through the day, telling you how amazing you are, telling you that whatever you're going through, you're going to get through it. Kind of reminding you that whatever it is, whatever heaviness you might be feeling right now, it's going to pass. Like, we all need that. And not everyone has someone that can speak to them that way, you know? So I think if you don't have the positivity in your life, the best thing to do is to go look for it. And this Deepak and Oprah collaboration is one of my favorite. Um, It's actually launching October 31st, so that's next week, Monday. So I wanted to let you guys know now so you can sign up for it. It's free. Um, You can go to the ChopraCenterMeditation.com to sign up. And it's really cool because they have an app. And when you go sign up, it'll give you all the information. And the app will alert you. It'll let you know every day, like, it's time to meditate. And you can set it up based on your schedule. And it's just cool to hear Oprah speaking to you, too, (laughs) for 21 days. Yeah, it's a cool way to just get someone that I love. I know you guys love Oprah, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of, so, you know. So give... I could start the day with an Oprah meditation and yeah. an Oprah trying to not Isn't it? <laughs> I wish she would run for president, real shit. Wow, could you imagine if she would have been our first woman? Ah, that would have been beautiful, but it's okay. But in the meantime, you can have her on your phone or your tablet or your laptop and tap into some kind words from Oprah and Deepak. And I think it's a really cool thing to add to your day and you'll realize that once the 21 days are over not only will you feel like naturally high and sort of like damn that was nice it's gonna make me high (laughs) yeah it will off life (laughs) and i think it's something that you'll want to continue and you'll probably end up looking up more guided meditations i remember i've mentioned on my youtube channel as well as on a wellness segment on the show before the app called headspace where they have free meditations that you can listen to on a daily basis. It's a really great app. The guy's voice is really cool and chill. So just something to add to your daily regimen to help you um, be more positive and have a better day because that's what I am here for. So definitely check that out. Like I said, that's ChopraCenterMeditation.com, and then they have the app that goes along with it. And it's 21 days starting October 31st, which is next week, Monday. So definitely check that out. If you've used it before, I'd love to hear how you feel about it in the comments. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. What do you have for us this week, Mr. Music Man? Well, you know, I've decided that it's time to do an icebreaker and things, because we ain't did that in a minute. <clears throat> and then afterwards, we can go ahead and, you know, shout out some really cool projects and things. Right. So for this week's project, do you remember uh, back when they did, like, the Columbia CDs and shit, and it was, like, mm-hmm. seven mm-hmm. CDs? For a dollar. I never right? understood how they Yo, can do that. Like, what the fuck? Because everyone scammed the hell out 12 of that. 12 CDs. Oh, my God. You keep Girl, I was up. telling you I did it, like, five times. I had people's whole catalogs. <laughs> uh, the neighbors oh changing shit. All right, so. <laughs> I bet you that's still on my credit if I Discography. <laughs> for real. On my mom's name. Okay. Okay. Do you remember? I feel like we talked about this once before. Do you remember any of the CDs that you got out of there or that you did on one of them? You know, I'm so old that mine were cassettes. Oh. Oh, 
Yes. But you know what? I used to get a box of cassettes from Columbia House. Okay, so I'm going to give you one more. I remember when they used to do the CDs and the cassettes. Like, it, you could have either the 7 or 12 CDs Six or, CD, six the, the, or the uh, 24 <laughs> the cassettes combo. or some shit. Mm-hmm. It was like, you could either have one or the other deal. It's like, wow. all right, bitch, if you don't want to get rid of that Walkman yet, you can get this many tapes. But if you got a CD player now, bitch, I wonder if we did we CDs. bring them down because of the scamming we did? Like, what, what yeah, was the we, end of I, Columbia I, I, House? Had to be. I, I crashed the market. <laughs> had to I be. unfortunately crashed the market. I'm actually going to look that up. I feel I'm bad. Curious. Thinking I mean, about it when now. did they shut at my down? house every week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what are you asking us? What, okay. what did we order? So well, no, I was going to ask that first because that came up. But I was going to say it's 2016. Um, you got the catalog in your mail. What, <sighs> what seven CDs or pretend we still using those in 2016? What seven CDs are you going to get? Right now, today? <laughs> Current music? <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. You ready, friend? No, you go. Okay. <laughs> and and that's why I said just seven CDs. I ain't do the 12. You know, the 12. Right. Was the, that was the That's dope. a lot. That's the one where I would get to like eight or nine and be like, oh, shit, what are the last ones going to be? <laughs> and then you pick random shit like Aerosmith. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jessica Simpson. And some like, songs well you've been this. looking for and wanting forever. The Brat, Functified. That was <laughs> me. I was like, I, I need to get this. <laughs> you get Benny Mardone's whole album and all you wanted was The Real if McCoy. I could fly. <laughs> I got one of them Santana albums. Yes. One of them songs. My the first one I ever got was um Ooh on the TLC tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my Columbia House purchases. <laughs> An Aerosmith get a grip. Oh yeah. The real McCoy. Oh, another night, another hey, dream, but always you. I used to love them. Um, I forget what else, but yeah. I lived off. And then Aaliyah went in a million. I remember buying that off of Columbia. The House. jam. Okay, so what would you get today? Well, Dustin was going. No, I wasn't. Okay, <laughs> let's just make it a cipher. We'll all throw in some CDs we would get today. Right. Okay. So you know, I definitely would make sure that I would order so I could have a physical copy of Beyonce's. <laughs> Oh, true. You, you know, I or and as a matter of fact, even Beyonce's last album, because the videos was you know heavy as hell on yeah, the hard true. drive. That is kind of something you so, want to buy. So I would have that in my collection, right? Um, Solange. Oh hell oh, yeah! Solange. Obviously, and Beyonce I would want. I want a vinyl copy. Actually, I was about to say I would want that CD just to look at the artwork on the inside. I used true. to love that, like taking the artwork out of the CD, see who leave me the lyrics the and shit. Part. Hell yeah! Who put lyrics in here? You didn't put lyrics in <laughs> when here. you unfold it like Lyrica a little accordion. <laughs> um, yes. Rihanna's uh, what was it called? Anti. Anti. Great album. Anti was good. Because I still album. listen to it, so. Clearly, it needs to be in my collection. Oh, I would get Waptober. Waptober is definitely. Still haven't checked it out. Ooh, Gucci flames, Man. flames. <laughs> I would get um, Miguel's Wild Heart album. Oh because yeah, because everybody slept on it, but it was really good to me. Yeah, still good. Yeah, I would get. Um, what else would I get? I would get Tweet Southern Hummingbird album. I would get. Um, oh, we doing current shit though, right? And I just said you two can do whatever. Old things. You I, can, you can I just have said Dorothy like. and Blanche. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I was about to say, I think I had the Southern Brown from the, when I actually did it, but I couldn't remember. Damn. <laughs> right? Tweet. Oh, um, I'll get Cassie's Rockabye Baby mixtape. <laughs> Rockabye Baby. That mixtape was so good. <laughs> That was the perfect sound for it Cassie. Was so good. That's the perfect sound for Cassie. She need to get back on that. <laughs> and today too, 
If she did that, and then you know how everybody and their mama always do like one part of the song, and then the other part be something different. If like the first half is that rockabye, and then she flip it Bryson Tiller style on the other end. Cassie, come on now. You she really should it. get with like Bryson Tiller in the studio and like just come up or, with a project. Or Tory Lanez. Yeah. I don't care about Tory Lanez, but if he worked with Cassie, he could make that shit hot. Not just Tory Kelly standing up there hollering in them purple sequin pants in the Prince tribute. Did you see that shit? Hold standing on. Standing up there singing with Stevie. I was like, when is this going to be done? And then they hurried up and finished. And Jennifer Hudson came out and sang the dog shit out of Purple Rain <laughs> with that hoodie. How were you supposed to sing? If, if I would have seen Jennifer Hudson's name anywhere know, near I'd me, like, I'd have been like, it. you can put me on the next program. I don't want to be on this one. Like, Looking at Deborah Lee like, and so you just going to put me in the lineup right here? You just ain't going to give me no kind of chance. You just going to sit you? there and look and, and nod. Just going to just see it and shit. And sing like Oprah. <laughs> Not Oprah. In the audience. Oprah was legendary for not knowing the words to the songs <laughs> that the artist was performing. <laughs> really, she was. Really, really random. I would also have Frank Ocean's Blonde album on CD. Would you? Because people didn't, yes, people were not feeling blonde. Mm-hmm. And the other part of Blonde was the visual part that no one watched, which you don't need to watch it. And they just need a CD version available of it. Because there's some good music on the visual part. Now, Endless, right? Yes. Yeah, that's and, what it's oh, called. Oh, and he was Endless. building the staircase? Exactly. You don't got to watch it. Just play it while you're cleaning and right. listen to the songs. You know, there was that song with Jasmine Sullivan. You know, we're going to talk about it right now. I mean, he just had beautiful music on that, and nobody nobody wants to watch Frank Ocean build a staircase. As much as those people begged and cried for this project, they heard once and said, this is not mainstream, we don't want it. It's not Channel Orange, it ain't Channel Yellow, it ain't Channel Roy G. Biv, we don't want it. It wasn't <laughs> even on cable, if you ask me, <laughs> let alone Channel Orange. I just, the music just was not good for me. I know that there are some people who really love that album, and I think that that's great. And I think he's a great artist, but just for me, the music didn't connect. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely one of those projects you would have to sit with and you'd have to be in like a mode for. Like he was definitely somewhere Like a cat for. scan. And <laughs> it's cat scan music. That's what that is. Blind is cat, cat blind is MRI music. <laughs> That's what that is. I would not want to have an MRI while listening to Blind. That would be terrifying. That's like you got to do. That's how steel you got to be to enjoy the album. <laughs> it would feel like Steel Magnolias if that was planned during an MRI for me. That's it for me. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, we you don't want out. nobody's CDs today? Mm-mm. You don't want nobody's uh, plastic discs taking up your space? No. Nope. You don't want nobody living on your shelf today? No. Nope. I do want to shout out, um, there's this artist. Have you heard of him? His name is Daniel Caesar. Mm-mm. He's this 21-year-old from Toronto. He's so good. He has a project called um, Pilgrim's... What is it? Pilgrim's Paradise or something like that. And it's so... No, it is so good. Right. That's all I was like, oh, he woke (laughs) I need to make sure it's what it's called. Um, Yeah, Pilgrim's Paradise. And he's so good. I just discovered him this week and I've literally had him on my obsessive rotation. You know when you find someone and you cannot stop? He actually has a song with Caliucci's too, who I I really like her. But check him out. Daniel Caesar. Yeah, he's a vibe. You guys will like him. I'm going to check him out. I've been listening to Starro. Just dropped a project. Starro is somebody I heard of from uh, Selection. 
Oh, and actually, I love me. You know, that's my way. Right. That's if, your tribe. If Joe K gave me the call, like, yo, Asante, I need you. I, he wouldn't have to finish. I'd be like, say no more. I'm there. <laughs> Shout out to all you guys that reached out to the uh, uh, artist last week. Don Rashard tweeted us back. Oh, Xavier yeah, Omar hit us back. Shown mm-hmm. to us last week. So thank y'all for showing love to them because they showed love to us. So when you guys support, it just goes to show you how that whole circle works. The circle of life. Right. I did want to uh, shout out a couple of other artists though because Berhana I hope I'm saying that right it's B-E-R-H-A-N-A has this really really uh, these dope visuals um, he's got the song called Janet Janet and it's for Janet Hubert what? <laughs> just, just look it up I mean it's not for her but she's actually seen the video you know she's like a, a YouTube person she commented under the video like she loved it but um, the, vid- the visuals you know what? are really cool someone actually mentioned that too saying that Fresh Prince the fact that they switched the moms <laughs> would not have flown now <laughs> not at all even then we didn't have Twitter back then to be and like what the fuck mad. happened I thought that was funny they were like that mom switch because <laughs> listen if Twitter was around then when they would do shit like that at, at least on soap operas they would be like this week's role of Lydia will be played by Elizabeth Carrollton. Like it, they would like let you know. You wouldn't know who or what until you saw him. But oh, that's that bitch. Like that's who that's supposed to be. This lady. But they just straight up said, "New idea," and we was just like, and especially with the colorism, that was that just would not have been a good move. Man, Will Smith got good money, so now he got to get a good light skin. <laughs> like you know the assumptions people make anyway. Right. Man. The only thing that saved him was that that actress had a loyal following. Right, she oh, had really? done so. Yeah, she had done so many like black movies and shit that people like mm-hmm. love, I like Uptown Saturday Night. Let's do it again, like those movies and stuff. But so people loved her and they knew her, so that's why the crowds like kind of embraced her warmly. Mm. But that shit wouldn't have flown with I don't know like any other Listen, circumstance. No, because Judy Winslow never came down them steps. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it until we've got we've got answers. Uh, um, last but not least, I want to shout out a very special young lady. Her name is Raketty. It is R-K-H-T-Y. She just dropped her last her new single last Friday. It's called Friday Night. She's going to be one of the first people to perform at the Pompette Wine Shop next month. Hey. Um, yeah, I can't wait for that. Finalizing some things on that. Then I'm going to get that to the people. Uh, we just really want to do something really cool for the neighborhood. We want to give artists a platform, a place where they can come, just showcase themselves. People can come, have some wine, a cute, nice, really Really, really cool space. Moselle's really cool dude, black business, so I have to support him to the fullest. So I want to open his doors to open doors for you guys, and hopefully you guys can open other doors for each other and us. That's a fun platform, too. Man. Anything with music. Anything with music. Oh, and I told y'all that I'm looking for spoken word people, too. I've had a, I have had do have a submission. So far, I have one spoken word submission. I, I don't know if I want to save her or not, because she's really dope, actually. But I would like some more male submissions. You know, the women, the black girl magic is showing out there. I'm not going to complain about it because we might just make it uh, ladies month or something. Who knows what we might do? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, again, that's Raketi, R-K-H-T-Y. Get that new single, Friday Night. And check out some of her other music. And I think that wraps it up for my portion of the Music Man segment. Ari Unless Lennox. we... Oh, Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox. You Do you know? know? I okay, okay, you okay. Okay, her. okay, 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 okay. So first and foremost, <laughs> Ari Lennox left the game for a minute. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she was there. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like... Never mind. 
friend, you take this part. I don't, if Ari, Ari Lennox, if you're listening or somebody is close to her, slap her in the face for me. She know what time it is. <laughs> you can tell this part, friend. I'm done with this. No, I mean, story. I'm just I a just... huge fan of her. The funny thing is I kept hearing that backseat record everywhere. Like, I don't know what show it came on. It might have been Issa Rae because Issa Rae's... Uh, Insecure, literally, their soundtrack is insane. They got the music it's, on there. I feel like they pulled up my iTunes and Spotify. It's just everything that I listen to. And Ari Lennox, that backseat record just kept coming around. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Who sings this? And then I looked it up, and it was her her new project. I don't know if she pronounces it fa or fo, but it's spelled P-H-O. And Ooh, she has it. a song called La 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 that I love. The whole project is just Dope. And Copy she signed it. to J. Cole, his dream book. So Sweet. fucking dope. Yeah. So fucking dope. And her project, I've I've had it, I'd say I've been playing it out maybe the past two, three days. It's just been blasting in my house. And I like it. It has a good feel to it. I She's s- different. She has that like stylistic voice that you're soulful. either going to love or you're going to hate. But it's wow. good. Like, right. I, lo- I love the shit she be doing, man. I love it. It's very, very cool. So definitely check out Ari Lennox. That's A-R-I. And then it's Linux with two N's, right? Right. L-E-N-N-O-X. Yeah. So that's it for me. You know how to plug that in. <laughs> no worries. Not <laughs> Annie Linux with her old hey, oh no, Beyonce ass. <laughs> Man, that pisses me off because she has a song called Why. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. Really? Asante is quite familiar with my adoration for that song. Wish aren't, I, aren't you? <laughs> wish I still had that video. Right? And speaking of Dustin's adoration... <laughs> This segue. <laughs> this segue. <laughs> Who are you adoring this week in the reunion episodes? Oh, I know you, you warned us last week that that's what was coming up. So this week, <laughs> we were blessed with the reunion of Basketball Wives LA Season 5. Um, it was not a multiple episode reunion. They gave it to us in one shot clean. Smooth. Hosted by Mark Lamont Hill. Right. Hosted by That's Mark crazy. fucking Lamont Hill. Can I say, How actually, do do? can I just say I miss John Sally? I don't normally, I don't know why, but, it, you know, John Sally is real corny and older. He just got these cute little off-center lean laughing ends. all the yeah. time. <laughs> and then Mark Lamont Hill, you know, he real CNN. He was trying, he's, oh, oh, hold on, just come with me for a second. <laughs> and, like, getting to the right. next point, it's like, And Mark Lamont no. Hill going and get into it with you. Did you notice how when Brandy kept talking, he's like, I, I guess I'm not hosting. He was, like, getting mad. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this, all right. We got some basketball-wise going on tonight, <laughs> God damn it. It was arguments everywhere. So he did a good job. He was there. He did. He did a good job. He did an all right job. He did good. It wasn't that he did a bad I hate, job. No, I didn't hate right. him. That's I just totally stealing that. that like, what you think of the album? It was there. Yeah, it's on sale. Yep. It's there. You had to tell we the truth. It. You know, instead of saying, you just tell the truth. Like, Radical. You don't have anything nice to say. You know, and I, it's you not that. It. I don't want to be misunderstood because it, it wasn't that it was bad. It just was. It just wasn't. It just was. It, yeah, it just was. Like, I, it's yeah. not, I could have had a V8. It's not that I hated him. He was great for, you know, filling in his job, but it wasn't He's good like, at what he does. It's not like he did anything like it would have been one thing if he'd be like, all right, now he need to come back because he asked the questions. Like he he made it. How th- come they don't get Wendy Williams? She does some of them because I feel like she's you know, she's perfect. She'd probably clap back. But and you know, really Wendy Williams about is, all of them. I was about to say Wendy uh, Williams is real problematic. Very. Now you don't know who she might have pissed off, whether it be on the front end or on the back end, to to miss out on some of them because she does the Braxton's reunion some of the time, if not First all the time. First of all, the Braxton should not even have had a reunion. <laughs> 
Like, what do y'all need a reunion episode for? Your fucking sisters. Imagine if the Kardashians. <laughs> like, what, do you, what do you need a I mean, reunion? Right, a Kardashian reunion. Imagine if the Kardashians would do reunions after Hosted each of Tokyo their different, fr- like, franchises. Because the Kardashians. That's actually really funny. I didn't think of that. I, what, like, the y'all just came from each other's house. What? Like, what are we? <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? And the first time I watched it was Wendy Williams hosting. So I was like, okay, so cool. But then it was like, why? <laughs> Furthermore, let's keep it all the way funky. We watch reunions for the arguments. I don't. The reason that I don't like watching the Braxtons when their sisters fight. It, like, legit be hurting my feelings. Like, I don't like it that. I like watching them have fun. It's not like watching another reality show. And that, I love the way that Tamar put it one time when she was describing the show. She was like, these ain't just some chicks I want to show with. She's like, these are my sisters. So you know we're going to be all right at the end of the day. And I just wish that they would always have those peaceable scenes because when, they, when they're all getting along and being funny, that's when the Braxtons is yes. the best. I hate it when they fight. And they on the kitchen singing and shit. So sidebar and back to center, right? So um, basketball-wise, L.A. reunion. Oh, my God. It was fucking hilarious. Best dressed. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> Wasn't there, okay? <laughs> Absent, shit. Um, but, no, if I had to pick a best dressed out of all the people that were there and present, it would be... Malaysia. Yeah. No. I don't know. Like, I thought you I like, were gonna I give like it to Malaysia because blonde I, hair. I uh-huh. like the blonde hair on her, and I like the <laughs> fact that she had um like her. I don't know the makeup terms, but it was like the same color as her face, like her lipstick and shit, and with that blonde hair and her eyes had like black stuff on them, and it looked nice. So she looked good like that. But I didn't like what anybody was wearing. If I yeah, like, if crazy. I had to pick, like Brandy probably looked the best. I guess Mark Lamont Hill looked the best. <laughs> He looked like a Yanla. <laughs> keep going here so anyway, I can talk so, about a Yanla, actually. So, oh, we're going to get there. Yes. We're going. Shout out to Kid Fury. <laughs> and I'm gonna. That's an inside joke between oh me God. and Kid Fury. Anyway, so, yes, back to the reunion episode. The funniest moments for me, like when Jackie was mocking the way that Duffy, who was the punching bag of the night, but when Jackie was mocking the way that Duffy and Brandy say sister and she was saying it as if they had lisps. And but the, what made it so funny was that she said, and you know, we was just saying it, we was, you know, making fun. And she kind of got mad the way that Jackie was trying to glaze over the fact that they were literally making fun of Duffy was hilarious. These are good reality TV moments. Brandy Maxill always gives you a good reunion effort. And she did it again this time when Mark Lamont Hill was trying to get her to stop talking and allow him to talk. She turned around, I mean, right on time. Like he was like, I guess I ain't hosting. She was like, Wait! And turned immediately back to Angel Love and kept arguing. I mean, the pivot was seamless. It was great. <laughs> Angel Love. <laughs> like, she did what she always does. So Angel Love create, decided that she was going to have her reunion moment. And so she, Duffy apologized to her immediately after the montage of Duffy saying something that could have potentially offended Angel Love. Stop playing, Angel Love. Duffy says, I'm so- I want to apologize to you. Angel Love says, I- you can keep it. You can fucking keep it. And you didn't, you're not, you're not sincere. And she went into this completely rehearsed and prepared spiel about how um, Duffy should be ashamed of herself for supporting women's rights and p- supporting Amber Rose. And, and once she started getting interrupted, you could tell that the story kind of lost its theme. So that's how you knew it was, like, prepared. Because then she had to try to figure out, like, what to say. Oh, no. Yeah, it Somebody was, was giving her something to say. No. It was, like, that bad. I mean, you don't, that's the thing. 
people don't realize, and we say it all the time, you have to be authentic on reality shows, otherwise it falls completely flat. So that's what went on with Angel Love. Duffy, everybody jumped on her, and I hate to say it, but she deserved all of it. Like, every situation she found herself in, she put herself there. The funniest line of the night to me was when Duffy was defending her and Brandy's close relationship, sister-friend relationship, and she was like, uh, Brandy, you ain't got to say, you ain't got to say nothing else. They, the people that understand get it, the people that don't, don't, and that's whatever. They got to deal with it. Tammy immediately says in a calm, cool manner, and you know I really don't even bang with Tammy like that, but this was funny. She was like, yeah, but I don't think anybody's really talking about it for like that. Like the way she said it was the, <laughs> these pauses that were so naturally placed in time. Bless you. It was hilarious. So Basketball Wives LA reunion was a mess, and I can't wait for next season. Give me like a year, put it away for an extended amount of time like they did last time, and then, you know, let's step back into Pandora's box in about Is that how long months. they take between seasons? Well, this time it was like a lot of time in between the seasons. Normally they fill the void with the other franchise, but since Miami is now defunct, there's been like a long pause until the LA Miami? season. Evelyn, Toaster Loyalty, all of that is Miami. Oh, I OG. Why are they defunct? Shawnee's nostrils. Well, they're, they just, nobody wanted to do it. Because wow. for a minute it was popular to Tammy say, oh, left. we don't want to do it no more. And Evelyn left. And then Tammy didn't have nothing else to do, so she came back. That's what really happened. And now and she's... Tammy, you remember when she was being dismissive of being on the franchise, when she was doing her Wendy Williams interview and saying how she wanted to go into scripted television more, and that was her forte. And she was they were all distancing themselves and shunning the franchise. Some went on to other reality TV ventures in a more positive light. Tammy went right back to where she belonged, <laughs> acting a fool, 50 and fighting. That's mm. what she was doing. So, And it's great. It's entertaining, but let's keep it real. I just find it a little inconsistent that, you know, when it was cool and she thought it was popular to run away from the series after they had launched, you know, champagne bottles at each other. Now she's back and pro being a self-proclaimed professional reality star. I just find that a little hot and cold. But, you know, what do I know? Asante, context, thoughts, texture, layers, offerings. <laughs> well, Tammy Roman just gave me a cute quotable, as I always appreciate. I mean, and she tried to turn a negative into a positive. She decided that not only is she, she is going to beat Duffy's ass, but she would like to do it for charity. So she put on the table that they should fight it out in the ring, you know, a little boxing match for charity. And, you know, obviously Duffy ain't going to do it because she weak. But I thought it was just really, really funny that Tammy thought that she was still going to get her licks in. Like, she was sitting up there with, in her mind, I'm going to whoop that ass. If I don't do it today, I'm going to do it tomorrow, and this time I'm going to do it. So I just appreciate it. so angry about? Nothing. <laughs> I really want to know. you know what? I want to ask her. You remember that, that week I made that comment about how, like, if Chris Brown would have went to Oprah, how it would have changed things? It's exactly what Evelyn did when she went to Ayala, okay? Evelyn went to Ayala, cried. It all up. A year later, Oprah and gave Evelyn her own TV show. Like, if Tammy knew what to do next, like, honestly, Tammy needs to be, because Tammy is going to be one of those reality TV people that just be on a bunch of different reality TV shows. Her next move needs to be Hollywood Divas. Hollywood Divas? Yes. Aren't they the singers? 
I mean, I put two shows together. Did I put I put R and B Divas in Hollywood? No, it no, is Hollywood, it's Hollywood Divas. Divas. Okay, yeah. Wait, no, Hollywood which Divas is the one with uh Paula J. Parker, Golden Brooks, and all them. The actresses. Yes. Oh, okay. And even though Tammy is not said actress, <laughs> that like, she acting like but... that's where she wanna go. But you know, on that show all they're doing is arguing. Malika was on there and she ain't I mean Is that show doing well? Define well. To me, I think that, <laughs> right, that's perfect. Move, to me, move, move, moving left and right along, because um, Tammy, oh, if you're just... gonna put Tammy anywhere, put her where she belongs. And before I say this, oh, just understand that. No, I for real, put her where she belongs, and I'm not gonna say the multitude of things that I could put after that. I'm gonna be serious. Put her on love and hip hop. Love she could hip-hop. totally be on Love & Hip Hop. Her daughter wants to be a rapper. But she's so Tammy much is, older. No. It don't matter. She's doing the same things that they're doing. Her no. daughter wants to be an artist. Which Tammy one? is managing jazz. Jazz, the rapper. I mean, no, no, no. Or which which for Houston, the new franchise. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why it will work. I'm going to tell you why it will work. But go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to tell you why it will work. Yo, I was like, she lives in Houston. She's going to beat Moniece down. She lives in Houston. She don't mind. Okay. She don't mind at all. Fill in the blank. Fighting, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And Megan from Basketball Wives no. and from Bad Girls Club is going to be on the Houston franchise. They give her and another chance? And the two chance? of them together. Why are they She's going to Megan James. There's this... She's the girl who beat up the entire cast on Bad her Girls season Club. of Bad Girls Club. She was, she was she like... She literally whooped the entire Like literally tagging. She was tagging one girl and another girl got involved. And then she was tagging one girl ended up beating the other girl with her almost. Like and the girl was like also, falling in it crazy cemented her place in reality television shameful history as being on the receiving end on the brunt of drea's black girl magic when drea coined the term fupa when describing megan yeah see yeah that one that that one (laughs) but so her and so imagine her and tammy roman on love and hip-hop running shit Put Tammy on Love and Hip Hop Houston. Megan don't do the right thing. Let her do her daughter's music career. That's her connection to the music game. She's the manager, her momager of her daughter. Her <laughs> daughter gets to shine. Tammy beats ass freely without shame. Now. And you know why? Because Tammy's a mom, and the mom's always got to be ratchet on Love and Hip Hop. She's a mom. So put Tammy case on in Love point, and Hip Hop. Mona Scott Young cut my check. You already. Got I just me. executive produced your uh, Houston franchise of Love and Hip Hop. And you know what? Actually, you guys talking about reality stars just reminded me oh, you see. of something else. No, no, no. With the that kind of ties into the hot button issue about yes. appropriation, like the Kardashians, the fact that they get praised for the their big asses and the cornrows that apparently Kim Kardashian created. No, everybody knows Bo Derek created them. <laughs> <sighs> and the fact that they get praised, you know, for shit that like we are not praised for and it makes seem like they created these looks and these styles and Kylie with the lip pumps now and you know what she I mean? needed them lips though and but I, remember, I understand what you're saying I remember in high school the white girls used to call me ghetto booty so it's so funny now to see all these white girls with ghetto, ghetto booties. booties and you know and the fact and I think that's another thing with appropriation when we are knocked for things and then white girls do it and are praised for it Mm. And that kind of sucks. And the Kardashians totally just made me think of that now that y'all talking about reality stars. Before we leave from um, Calabasas, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about them cornrows, said cornrows that they've been appropriating. Now, Kim shit. Cake, what do they call them? Boxer, boxer braids. braids. Kim shit for all, you know, it is and ain't. 
at least hers look good. Chloe's cornrows be looking like macrame. Like they look horrible. Chloe's, they be looking like remember them keychains you used to make where you uh-huh. weave them plastic <laughs> yep. things. I can. I used to that's love what, those. That's what Chloe's um, French braids. I can make the yes. Oh my god! I, I used to love lanyards. Chloe braids look like friendship bracelets. <laughs> They horrible. I don't know if it's the blonde in them that makes them look so sharp and choppy, but like they just look awful. But even the hair colors, like you see how um, Kylie and just a lot of other artists can walk around with like green hair and purple hair and red oh, hair. That used to be ghetto. But then when, if we do that, we're hood rats. Mm-hmm. You know, but then Kylie can walk out with the lavender hair and she ends up in a magazine cover like, you know, like she did something innovative. Okay. Like, she tried hard today. Right? Shocking new look. They even, actually, there was a post that they did side by side. I think it was, I don't know if it was Cosmopolitan or some magazine where when uh, Kylie had the fake locks, they, like, did a whole post about how it's the cool new look. And then when Rihanna had the fake locks, they were like, yuck. (laughs) Literally two different uh, reactions to the same hairstyle based on race with a magazine. So crazy. Wow. But reality stars... I'm fascinated at how much y'all love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's part of self care. It is for me. It, it absolutely Wellness, is. Actually, and, oh, and you know what? Mm-hmm. We had one more. I had one more point since we're talking about self care. <laughs> since we're talking about self care, Ayanla, I watched. I still haven't watched. I watched. I forgot. And I cried. Like I really, like legit? I'm not I'm not fucking with you. I was Seriously? tearing up for you Was it not? Was there, it not there some are, of the greatest television you've ever seen? Ayanla just knows. Like, you know, she When does it come on? Saturday nights. I need to buy all You know what's amazing about that? Elton John has a song called Saturday Nights Alright for Fighting. That's the <laughs> na- that's literally the name of the song. And Ayanla Fix My Life comes on when? Saturday nights. Oh well, it, like do it, your homework. The, I ain't saying it's homework, but do your homework. I need to buy. Is it on own? Yeah, it's yeah. on own. I say it, I need to order you it. Know, my family got Direct TV. I watch it online. Get on. I'm about to buy it. I mean, I'm obsessed with HBO. That you, was like my favorite subscription. You especially, so you would love it. The way that Duh, she just Super Soul Sunday. Oh my god! The way that she Man. she can look at you. Why am I here? We can watch it together. You can either come to my house or I'll come over to your house, and cute. we can have Super Soul Sunday. Friend, oh my I'm god, down. That's such a cute Friend. idea. Why am I here? Right. Like, and she, she's asking you, what what am I doing here? And if you don't get her... showed me that her son almost whooped someone's ass. N- that, mm-hmm. that same man, she was asking, why am I here? And he starts talking about some story about something for 20... I'm here because something happened 20 years ago. He was like, why I'm am telling I here? you why you're here. She's like, no, you're telling me a story. And <gasps> what I need to know is... She said that too. Listen, yeah. I'm here to interrupt the process. Like, she tells you straight up, and then you when... shut down. Deep. It's in your walk. You walk. You know, you know how you just you always feel. Imagine I can see it on you <laughs> as a real. woman. Shut down. <laughs> For real, the woman was me. That's what friend. That's the woman about. was me in shutdown mode. The, the woman <laughs> sitting there, friend. Look, friends <laughs> down. Can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> Friends down Down for the cow She can't take it Y'all Friend the woman Was in shutdown mode Look at that See that's how she was Cause look The woman sitting there like I'm dying Cause that's some yeah. shit I would say She's, yeah. mm-hmm. She's like oh, You get shut down It's all in, all in your body You closed up And the woman sitting there yeah. Like the for real We speak You lost your voice You have to find it we going to leave his ass outside. You Look, and then, talk to, that's what she said. And then when he's talking to her, like, so you going to listen to her? Mm-hmm. You going you gonna to listen to her? And then y'all's like, she's, he's doing it. He's trying yeah, to make you feel guilty. That, you can hear Yanla and literally hear her him. in the background saying, 
Manipulation. He is manipulating <laughs> you. He's manipulating you. He's making you feel guilty. You can literally hear her in the background like that. It's like you just like, damn, you right, is right here. This is what he's doing. I'm, listen, I love fucks Fascinating with He said, television. she's doing exactly. You see, what you doing? My mom used to do that to me. My grandfather used to do that to me. And you can see this man clearly has issues. And even though he is, you know, trying to manipulate, it's some real shit. And you see Ayala is handling all of it at the same fucking time. Like, it's oh, amazing. Amazing. Don't to give a damn. Go like home and get sober. I mean, it, it is, girl. You right? know, if you don't got enough crystal in your diet, you know. <laughs> This is going to For my moon side. <laughs> it's good, right? Ain't it? Ain't it? <laughs> well, thank, thank you for you. the tea. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. That's it. Bows out. Now I guess it's time to jump into our own fuckery. Black Business of the Week. It's <laughs> Tammy Roman's no emoji. Oh. No, I'm just playing. You know, Tammy Roman just dropped the emoji she app. Did? Talking emoji. You should totally make that the Black Business of the Week for real. Girl, I'm about to. That's cute. Yes. I know they're cute, though. And Does it's it have a bonnet? I was about to say it's because of the bonnet. Oh she cut the bonnet. The bonnet chronicles is the emoji. You know, I've never downloaded celebrity emojis, but I might I might give her this dollar now. I might give it to her. <laughs> I was really sitting here looking through the iTunes store like, do I want to give Tammy Roman a dollar? So what's the asking for a friend letter for today? Before we get into asking for a friend, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That's it. That's all. Here is the letter. <clears throat> Hi, friends. I'm a 26-year-old black girl trying to figure out how to deal with corporate America bullshit. I've been at my job for almost two years. I really like what I do, but I need your advice about asking for a raise. My last raise was in December, and two months after receiving it, my manager came to me asking if I'd like a new position. Although there was no mention of more money, I accepted the offer. My manager gave me the impression that it was the best job ever, and I would be great at it. But now that I've been doing it for three months, I feel misled. It is a lot more responsibility than I had before, and I often go home stressed. Wow. One day, I was going through the older files on the computer, and I found a lot of financial information about the person who had the position before me. She made about $4 more per hour than I do. I also found some of some of the work she did, and I am a lot better at it th- at the job than she was. <laughs> she went almost a year before meeting a monthly goal, and I've met my goal each month since starting this position. Do you think it's too soon to ask for a pay increase? Hell I feel no. like I deserve one, but I'm not sure how to go about asking. Should I wait until my next review in December? Thanks, Shanae. How long has it been? How long that she's been working there? Yeah, two years total. Two years total. Um. Her last raise was in December, and she got a raise, and she got the new title two months after that. So she's had the new job for at least five months. So February she got her title, December she got her raise, February she got her title, and we're going into November. Right. And so for the so after February for the three months she worked the job, she felt led. So that was May, June, and so. But now the we fact about that to go she to got a new title without without a raise. That's the part that I'm confused. Yeah. Even if she had just gotten a raise two months prior, but a new title in my mind, it, if you're getting more responsibility with this new title, then there should be a financial change as well. So I'm kind of confused about that. But I'm wondering why she didn't say something on the spot, right? You know, because the fact she's waited almost a year to say something, but. Your review is coming up in December, which is, what, two months away? 
Um, I say wait to the review because it's at the review usually where they tell you how you're doing and most likely they're going to tell you you've been doing amazing. Right. <laughs> and that's when you can bring it up. I think it's the perfect time to bring it up. Be like, yeah, well, I'm glad you're happy with the work. Um, you know, I'm happy working here. It's all great. But the title that you guys moved me up to is a lot more responsibility. And I'm wondering when the financial aspect is going to align with that change. You have to negotiate. I just had a meeting today, actually, at work, and we were talking about negotiations. And women and minorities, like, get the shit into the state all the time. Always. We because make we don't less, negotiate. and we don't get raises as often. So. Not because, not solely up. because we don't negotiate, but I think it would be a great help if we started making responsible, you know, attempts at negotiation for more. Yeah. When you deserve it. Yeah, so. totally. And definitely don't bring up the old person, the other person's work. Let your work speak for itself. Cause I, oh yeah, no, no petty note. Yeah, yeah, that was funny, girl. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you know that you ain't gonna take that into the office. But when right. you, when you go to your review, definitely make note that you have been hitting your goals and exceeding in some cases, and you pass on flying colors. You know, and I would say even if you, I, I would say put out some feelers of some sort now for your review coming up. Like, hey, you know, I know my review's coming up. I've had this job for so long. I, I really, really like this job. I'm um, hoping for some good news. Or Put out little cute things. You know what to say and do. I don't want to tell you what I would say or do because, you know, that's how I'm going to get my raise. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but I think you can just uh, really let your work speak for itself. If, you, if you're going home stressed and it's causing you to really want that raise, you need to will that raise towards you as you're moving towards it as well. The Definitely. title change is just a step in the right direction. Absolutely. And in the words of, of the illustrious, legendary Michelle Obama, who was schooling you to the negotiation game and you ain't you don't even know it. <laughs> when they go low, we go high. <laughs> oh, shit. Get your money, girl. <laughs> Demand it. Set your price and stand by it. Be steadfast. <laughs> Okay. Get your money. When they go low, <laughs> we go high. Michelle was talking about that check, that bag. That's what she <laughs> that was talking bag. about. And see if you can get a dollar extra over old girl or whatever. Because, you know, if you're doing better than her, I mean, you need to make more than her. You know, come on now. <laughs> well, we hope that helped and answered your question. Now we're going to move on to this week's black business. What you got for us, Asante? Tammy Roman has the new emojis for the bonnet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, you know, if you are in the app store, just look at it. They they talk they too. Out, you know. They talk. Um, but no, they this talk? one's yeah. It's like talking emojis. There was a whole video on the Instagram. I, wow. I, I'm gonna show it to you after this. this. Really, this is evolving. I'm about to pay for the dollar, thing. friend. I'm gonna do it after this. <laughs> for the black business, it is Enbois. It is spelled. E N B O I S. It's Enbois by Maxim. W E B N Boys. Enbois. Each new bead offers its support. Enbois is the French term for wooden, which signifies the essence of all our natural wooden pieces. They sell really, really dope accessories like necklaces, bracelets, watches, sunglasses. And for every item sold, there are five trees planted in Haiti. Beautiful. They're working with the Haiti Tree Project to get this done. So go to the website, check out all the cool stuff. Again, it's Enbois. Each new bead offers its support. Embois by Maxim.com. I hope I'm saying that right. I would be so mad if someone emails like, it's actually this. But, you <laughs> actually, know, they had it 
pronounced phonetically on there, so I'm hoping I'm saying well, it's right. Well, it's the intention that Help a brother out, okay? I'm not trying to appropriate no words, <laughs> me, but can you appropriate words? That's for another show. <laughs> and I'll make sure to post a link under the SoundCloud and as well as on the Friend Zone Pod Twitter. And if you feel like the pro- products are too rich for your blood, which I don't think they should be, you can just go straight to the HaitiTreeProject.org and True. support as well. And support straight there. I want to go in and give you a cool little I love that. that. We have to support Haiti, so that's a that's beautiful right. black business. Thank you, Asante. Thank you. So that's it for this week's show, you guys. Do you guys have any church announcements you want to let everyone know about? Again, don't forget to email submit for Pompet Swine Series. You can email me at byasante at gmail.com. That's <laughs> B-Y-E Asante. I'm not going to spell my name because you're not going to spell it right. He's going to spell it wrong. At gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to send in submissions for, you know, music, spoken word, pretty much anything you feel could be dope for that project. And that's it for me. Dustin, what you got on the docket? I just want to say What's on that docket? I'm so excited to see everybody in Atlanta yeah, yeah. this weekend at Trilloween <laughs> ATL. Yeah. I'll be in the building. I've always wanted to say I'll be in the building. And, and now he won't I can. tell us what his costume is. Be in the building. Is. No, it's been I a can't tell secret. anybody. Where I'm, I'm going to be in the building too. I heard Fury <laughs> say it on the read. Fury was like, Yeah. And Dustin was like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> I'm like, Y'all Okay, know. at least he's keeping he always it do that. consistent because none of us know. <laughs> I just, okay. you know, Halloween is fun to me because of the costume aspect. Right. Like, it's, the, the, it's the just the value. opportunity to be totally creative and just bring ideas to life. Call a nigga GE. Because I bring good things to life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. I also can't wait to see all your beautiful smiling faces. Smiling faces at the live show in D.C. Oh, yeah. Friendsonlive.com. Get your tickets to the D.C. show. It's a couple seats. Limited seating available, 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 available. No more VIP. PP. PP. <laughs> VIP. Yeah, right. so that's what you got, it. That's what you got coming say. up, friend? What about you, friend? What's on friend's docket? Right, well, I mean, not much different from last week. Uh, I still want you guys to check out my wellness retreat that will be in L.A. next month on the 19th and the 20th. The tickets are still available. I'm so excited. And actually, I have good news surrounding that. I now have an official sponsor for the wellness hey, retreat. What kind of liquor? I'm excited to say that Ducey will be... <laughs> Giving everyone goodie bags at my wellness retreat. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, This amazing company by the name of Raw Apothecary, who I've worked with before. They are family-owned, which makes me really happy because I did not want to work with a corporation for my wellness retreat because it tends to not align well with my intention of actually connecting with people. They usually want cameras and social media, and I wasn't trying to do that. But Raw Apothecary is an awesome family brand, and they have aligned with my company, and now they've allowed me to, well, they funded my retreat, so I will now be doing an official 10-city tour in 2017. It's lit! So that makes me, I feel so thankful and grateful. Everything that I want is just happening, and I just couldn't ask for a better year, man. So... 10 cities, that means the chances of meeting you guys are just increasing. But if you are going to be in L.A. next month, come. Come hang. There are a lot of beautiful people that will be there. 
Um, I'm really excited. So I will have all that information for you on HeyFriendHate.com so you can check that out. And then last but not least, check out Insecurity, the official recap. S-E-E-R-I-T-E-A-A. Do you know what that say? Insecurity every week. Okay. Got Crystal and Fred on your podcast and And it's written by motherfucking Issa Ray. Hey! I know it's Bristle and Bryn. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> no. Hey, what y'all doing with that bouch? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Thug Yoda. But definitely check out the official recap podcast for Issa Rae's Insecure Show on HBO. That's me and Crystal. And our show is called Insecurity. And you can find us everywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts and as well as on mybathroommirror.com which is HBO's official site for all things Issa Rae and Insecure. And we have two episodes up. By the time you guys hear this episode, the third episode of Insecurity will be up as well. So check that out and that's it. I have one last thing. I have one last thing. Mm -hmm. I just really, really want to quickly give a shout out to Grapevine. Hey, I got to work with the folks over at Grapevine TV. Shout out to Ashley. Shout out to Natasha. Shout out to Donovan. Shout out to Mouse, who was there. What was that Jones. drop? Um, <laughs> I, we don't know yet, you know. Just be on the lookout for some things, you know. Had to be on there with the intellectuals, black intellectuals. <laughs> I was going to find something cute, but it wasn't working out. I'm going I'm to come back to that, revisit it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really, really dope to chop it up with some really cool people and talk about some really important issues. Check out Grapevine TV just for just to see what they got going on content-wise. Really cool black brand to align yourselves with. And then you'll be able to see some episodes coming with me in, it in the future. Yeah. Get your work Congratulations. Leaks. Nee, nee, leaks. And I think that does it for me. Yeah. yeah, so that's it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to check us out as well on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please follow us on Spotify. You hey. guys, show us love Spotify, on Spotify. Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. Right? Listen to us while you're streaming your music. Make sure to check us out as well. And show us love, rate, comment on iTunes. We are trying to get as big as possible that we can keep showing you guys love every week. That's it for us. Thanks yes. for listening. Stay black and protect your magic. Next week. Wow.